Good to be in North Carolina. Good to be anywhere. Good to be in the land of the dying. On our way to the land of the living. We thank God for his grace and for his unmerited favor. For you do know that it was grace that got you up this morning. Amen. I am certainly honored to have been asked to participate on this great lectureship series. I'd like to thank Dr. Carruthers for the invite. And honestly speaking, this, and he doesn't know this, but this lesson is something I needed to preach to me. Preachers can't help other folk if they can't help themselves. And at this time last week, I emailed Jeff and told him I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to be here because I'm dealing with an issue in my, my leg. And uh, also I'm asking for your prayers on behalf of my wife. She has a progressive illness that according to medical science is not going to get better. But I know somebody they don't know. And greater is he. Have you read that? Greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. To Brother Holly, who just took all of the starch out of Hebrews 6, just, 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 just laid it on the ironing board and just took all the starch out of it. I'm appreciative of your message. And I look anticipatorily towards hearing Dr. Jackson and Dr. Lawton who will follow. I'm not going to be long for two reasons. Number one, I don't feel like standing that long. And number two, a sermon can have eternal dimensions without it being everlasting. Am I right? This lesson means much to me because it deals with some situations that I am personally experiencing. And I want you to, if you would, I'm going to read from the King James Version as well as the NIV to ensure that we have an adequate understanding of what the Hebrew writer is trying to convey. Y'all with me? Yes. 
Hebrews 6, verses 19 and 20. From the King James, it says, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil, whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now the NIV, which sheds a little bit more light on this text, it says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Now it's interesting, and, and, and Holly was you know, all over my text, but it's interesting to note how the Hebrew writer structures this entire sixth chapter. In verses one through three, he provides us with an appeal. In verses four through nine, he presents us with an argument. And in verses 10 through 20, he promises us an assurance, an appeal, an argument, and an assurance. So I've been assigned to emphasize the assurance. And notice how in verse 19, he uses the metaphor of an anchor which is not found anywhere else in the Bible. What you need to understand is that in the ancient world an anchor was a symbol of security. It was an instrument which represented steadfastness, surety, and stability. An anchor is used to hold a ship or something else in place to keep it from drifting away. And you will always find an anchor on the outside of the ship and never on the inside. So this tells me that whatever steadies us or holds us in place where we ought to be. This tells me that whatever keeps us where God wants us to be, it cannot be a part of ourselves. It's got to be something external. It has to be something on the outside. 
on which our fears, our frustrations can find calm in times of crisis and we can find strength in times of our storms. Again, verse 19, it says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, both firm and secure. Now watch this. Instead of going down into the ocean like a normal anchor, this anchor goes up into the heavens. It goes behind the veil. But Jesus has entered as a forerunner for us. In other words, since Jesus is indeed our hope, he therefore becomes our anchor. And whether you agree with this or not, all of us here, we need to have an anchor that is reliable, that is dependable, something, someone we can trust as we embark upon the uncertain seas of life because an anchor will give us protection in times of turbulence and unrest. Another thing about the assurance of this anchor is that it does its best work when it's not seen. Huh? I said an anchor does its best work when it isn't seen. This means I've got some hidden help in the hope of his salvation. Material anchors and anchors of carnality will not hold when storms begin to rage. And don't fool yourself, storms are going to come. You cannot avoid the storms of life no matter where you go or who you are. There will be storms of disappointment. There will be storms of doubt. There will be storms of despair. There will be storms of defeat. It makes no difference how many letters are behind your name or how much money is in your bank account. There's a storm waiting for you. Somewhere on the horizon of life, Forrest Gump was right. He said, Mama said, life is like a box of chocolates. Never know what you're going to get. And since you cannot avoid it, you might as well prepare for it. Am I right? James said, count it all, Joe. When you fall into divers' temptation, when you are going through the storms of life, he says, knowing that you might as well get ready. Knowing this, the trying of your faith, worketh patience. So the writer here, he talks about this anchor. This anchor is an anchor of the soul. Understand that. Our anchor, as we traverse this terra firma, as we walk through the valleys of the shadow of death. Our anchor is hope in the promises of God. Y'all got a minute here? One thing folk could never take away from us was our hope. Come on now, help me somebody. They could take our names, they could take our language, they could take our culture, but they could never take our hope. As long as you have hope, 
There is the possibility for you to make it in life. Wind's going to blow. But here's an anchor that will keep us from being blown away. Rains will fall. But we have something that will keep us from being drowned. Troubles will trouble us and grief will grip us. But here is an anchor to hold us in place until trouble is put to rest. Headaches are ahead. But God has given us the aspirin that will give us relief. Back strains are in the forecast. Amen, somebody. But here is the brace that we might be able to stand tall under the load. Hope. Hope is our anchor of the soul. Hope is trust. Reliance. And the expectation of something better. Hope is wise. And when hope speaks, everybody ought to listen. Hope says, just a little talk with Jesus will make everything all right. Hope says, I may not understand it today, but Father alone will know all about it. Hope says, weeping may endure for the night, but joy go come in the morning. That's what hope says. The writer says we have an anchor of the soul. This ain't for the body. It's for the soul. Because real storms are the storms that come against the psyche. The mindset. The soul. The real battle of life goes on within the heart and soul of every man or woman. Why do you think Paul said in Ephesians 6, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This ain't no battle against carnal force. This is super warfare. We wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. This anchor is for the soul because it holds now. It is steadfast because it will continue to hold. God our Father. Do you know him? I said God our Father. And Jesus Christ our Lord has made us many promises but I believe the assurance of this text is the best promise of all. Long time ago, God put the rainbow in the sky. He promised never to destroy this world by water anymore. And his promise is still valid right now. Jesus said in Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things I'll add unto you. And his promise is still valid right now. He tells us in Mark 16, in verse 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And his promise is still valid right now. But the promise he gives to us here in Hebrews 6, 19 is the best 
promise he has ever made to his followers because he says that this hope is the hope of entering into the veil. And this veil is the veil into heaven. Listen. If all of your hope is wrapped up in this life, you are of all men most miserable. In other words, Christ has entered into the holy place and he has appeared in the presence of God for us. For us. I'm going to tell you this and I'm going to come to a conclusion. My oldest daughter is an attorney for the city of Chicago. Pretty good one too. Not just because she's my daughter, but she's pretty good. A few years ago, I received a letter from the Department of Professional Standards in downtown Chicago subpoenaing me to a hearing. I said, what the, I ain't done nothing. So I called Trish and I said, can you explain this to me? And I read the letter and she said, well, daddy, you just going to have to go downtown. Will you go with me? So we get downtown and she meets me in the corridor of the James Thompson Center looking lawyerly. Huh? And this is what she told me. She said, now when we get upstairs before this examiner, don't you say nothing. I said, what you mean? I'm your daddy. She said, but right now I'm your lawyer. And when we got upstairs, the examiner began asking questions and I didn't say a word. And she answered every one of them, laid out all my credentials across the table. The examiner said, I can see here there has been a mistake. Then I got bad. Yeah, mistake. I've been trying to tell you that man is wrong. You know. And Trish looked at me, I told you shut up. So then after it was over and we, you know, we got everything settled, I said, you know what, sir? I said, just for your information, and this too, he happened to be a brother who was an examiner. I said, just for your information, that's my child. And he said, man, you ain't got to tell me that. She walk like you. She talks like you. She looks like you. You ain't got to convince me that's your, that's your baby. Jesus is standing in the presence of God because he is our lawyer. We ain't got to say nothing because we are God.
God's children and he represents us. Amen. All we got to do is hide ourselves in the blood. Am I right? You see, one day, my hope is that I'll see a land where folk won't make me cry no more. One day, I'll be able to mount the clouds and ascend to the sky and walk around heaven all day. One day, I'll be able to sit with him and reign with him in that new and beautiful Jerusalem. One day, I'll be able to say farewell to all the doctors and all the suffering, all the back sets and setbacks of life. This is the hope that keeps me going. This is the hope that keeps me singing. This is the hope that keeps me working for the Lord. And as I close, as I close, I used to wonder why some people refuse to be faithful to the church. I'm talking about in spite of all that God has done, all that God is doing, and all that he has promised to do. Some people have difficulty being faithful to the Lord. And I discovered the fundamental reason is because they have lost sight of their heavenly vision. Don't let the devil blow your mind. Don't let him make you promises that he can't keep. In other words, God has given us a promise. He's given us an anchor for the soul. I'm grateful for Jesus. Help me somebody, I'm closing. I'm grateful for Jesus. I'm grateful for the work he did at Calvary. They carried him to Golgotha where they whipped him and scourged him. They carried him and crucified the son of God but he endured the cross and finally death because he knew that the joy was before him. One day, glory going to sound the, the, the alarm and tap all of us on the shoulder. Then we're going to have to give an account to God for the things that we have done in this life. But my hope, my anchor, lets me know that if it ain't all right, it's going to be all right. Because I have a Savior who knows me better than I know myself. Am I right about it? Oh, he knows you. He knows what's on your mind for you know what's on your mind. He's a mighty good Savior. Thank you for your time and may God continue to bless you in the providence of his care.